Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. On Conchar, passes to Moody, 17-footer, it's no good, shot clock turned off, and that's that. The Warriors walk off as the buzzer sounds, and this series is going back to the Bay. Game six will be Friday night. The Warriors get thumped here in Memphis, the final score, Grizzlies 134, and the Warriors 95. All right, Tim Roy on the call there. John Dickinson inside FedEx Forum in Memphis. 888-957-9570. Let's react to this one. Yikes. Big yikes. Triple yikes. Uh, the Warriors find themselves now still leading the series three games to two, but uh, 134-95 wasn't even the worst of it. Warriors trailed in this one by as many as 55. It was 119 to 64 Grizzlies late in the third quarter before Juan Toscano Anderson hit a three at the close of the third quarter. Uh, Warriors, uh, for what it's worth, uh, won the mop-up portion, uh, at least the fourth quarter mop-up portion, because the Warriors emptied the bench middle of the third quarter just having to set their sights on Friday point blank uh, because things were so out of hand and the Warriors haven't exactly played well uh, in these games where they've had one day of rest uh, in between. So uh, a lot to get into. Phone lines open, 888-957-9570. Turnovers continue to be a problem for the Warriors. And as this series has gone on, the Grizzlies starting to impose their will a little bit, their style of play. Uh, they hit the Warriors in points in the paint again, 50-36. Uh, to 36. That has started to flip as this series has moved on. Uh, a massive night from the Memphis bench as well as they outscore the uh, Warriors 52-35 to 35 in terms of uh, bench points. Uh, but flat out, uh, the, the talk coming into this one, was about you know the Warriors trying to put the Grizzlies away and and would the Grizzlies just lay down and take it and and the reality is the Grizzlies were having none of it and they were having none of it from the opening tip and this is a second consecutive series where the Warriors have come out in a closeout game with a, a chance to end it and and just played 
some of their worst basketball. It, it happened in the Denver series with the the Warriors up three games to one in Den or three games three games to one or three games to none with a shot to end that series uh, on the Sunday afternoon in Denver. Couldn't get the job done there. Then struggled in Game Five. That was pretty similar to the game that the Warriors were able to eke out on Monday uh, against the Grizzlies and, and were able to close that series. But uh, now uh, you look at the all systems fail component of of tonight and this thing is it's not a disaster yet because as you look at the big picture of where this series sits you split the first two on the road you go home and hold serve and the Grizzlies hold up their end to stay alive and now this thing shifts back to to San Francisco uh, for game six on Friday but that's the shot Uh, that's the game where now for the first time in the playoffs the Warriors are going to face a little bit of pressure because the one thing I can tell you they don't want, and it's an obvious point, but they do not want to have to come back and play another game in this building this season. They do not want to come back and have to play uh, in, in FedEx Forum uh, on what would be Monday night, uh, having at that point, if it gets to that point, lost a 3-1 series lead. And, and really, at, at that point, it would feel almost as if the series is completely turned because now now game four hits a little different. When you look at the way the Grizzlies played tonight, game four hits a little different. It's easy to kind of write off game four as, well, the Warriors didn't make shots and it was an ugly game and and the Grizzlies are so much better defensively when they don't have John Morant. And, you know, those are shots that the Warriors will make uh, as, as things move forward. They won't turn the basketball over as much. Uh, They'll get back to playing Warriors basketball. Well, if anything, tonight backs up the fact that Monday night was not an outlier. Now, the Warriors are fortunate to have won that game, and you you could say either that game or game one, however you want to look at it, is is the difference in the series with with both teams uh, eking out some some close victories uh, in, in game four, and in game two or game one and game two, uh, however you want to split the difference, the difference in this series is the, is the game uh, that the Warriors were able to grind out uh, on Monday night. But at this point, at this point, you look at it and you move forward and you have to think that, that, that tonight backed up some of the concerning aspects of, of Monday. Uh, another part uh, to keep an eye on here is Otto Porter Jr. Uh, did not play in the second half. Mike Brown was asked about that uh, after the game, and he didn't have any further update on Otto Porter Jr. and his status. The one thing that, that Mike Brown did say was that he was told at halftime by the training staff that Porter was out, that he couldn't go in the second half, so he went with Nemanja Bielitsa uh, to begin the third quarter, and the Grizzlies outscored the Warriors 42-17 to in that third quarter, and uh, as I mentioned, had led by 55 at one point uh, late in the quarter before JTA hit a, hit a three uh, right there before the buzzer to cut it to 52. So all eyes now on Otto Porter Jr. and, and his injury and what was right foot soreness. Uh, the Warriors ruling Otto Porter Jr. out with right foot soreness. Uh, and so 
we'll, we'll see uh, as far as, as game five now. These games come in rapid fire. Back to the Bay, the Warriors are going to fly back tomorrow, actually stay over the night, get a good night's sleep, head back in the morning tomorrow, get back mid-afternoon, uh, and then try and regroup and put themselves in a, in a position uh, to, to close this series out on, on Friday night. Yeah, so uh, 888-957-9570, that's the latest on, on Otto Porter Jr. Right foot soreness uh, out for tonight and then no further update, so, so stay tuned. And, you know, Porter, I know, had been banged up a little bit as far as his hand, had a wrap on his hand uh, going back in, in the last uh, couple of games. Uh, but I know he met with the media at shoot-around today and he, he deemed the hand issue a, a non-issue, but Porter has had foot issues in the past and the Warriors have been very smart this year how they've handled Otto Porter Jr. and and you know given him a night off here and there to make sure that he'd be good to go for the long haul so we'll see uh, in the coming days here leading up to game six uh, what uh, Otto Porter Jr. can provide because look the Warriors are going to need him <laughs> Warriors are going to need Otto Porter they're already down two rotation players with Iguodala and and without Gary Payton II injured in this series. Otto Porter Jr. has been an X-factor. He's been somebody that that has been a major net positive, uh, not only in the first round, but especially in this series with his his willingness to get in and and grind and get rebounds and and hit the three ball and just be kind of an overall stabilizing force. So uh, big, big news there uh, with Otto Porter. You could make a case that's the biggest net negative of the whole night is the fact that he's now injured and we'll have to see what what his status is uh, as far as as far as things go uh, moving forward so uh, Warriors just flat out didn't have it tonight Uh, the turnovers the the bad shots uh, the Grizzlies were able to get out in transition and get themselves into a rhythm and you know at one point second quarter uh, Warriors had had cut it down uh, and then the Grizzlies wind up going on a on a big run to to close the, the second quarter and it wound up where the second quarter ended up being worse than the first quarter 38-28 after one uh, you go back after at the half and it was ugly uh, it was absolutely ugly 77-50 at the half and by the end of the night the the Grizzlies uh, were were dancing, <laughs> they were dancing on the court. They were dancing in the stands here at FedEx Forum. They even had the Warriors dancing uh, to whoop that trick during a timeout with the Grizzlies up big. You had Steph Curry, who who was asked uh, by Kendra Andrews of ESPN earlier today what the game plan was as he was leaving shoot around, and his quote uh, was, "Whoop that trick," uh, taking the taking poking fun at the the, the battle cry uh, and and the song that's played uh, here inside FedEx Forum and so they were playing that and and you got to you got to respect that out of Draymond Green he was waving his towel he was he was dancing to it Steph Curry was smiling almost as if to acknowledge hey maybe i uh, it caught up in the moment having a little fun uh you know bit off a little more than than i could chew and they're letting me have it and that's that's all good and, and all in good fun at one point uh the the hype man here uh in fedex forum uh it said in your face to to curry uh with with the grizzlies up and at this point 40 40 plus points uh in the game and the warriors uh, having to to own that as well as they set their sights on uh, the ball game 
uh, on Friday night and, and trying to bounce back. So 888-957-9570, the Xfinity Mobile text line uh, is open as well uh, as the Warriors uh, now find themselves in a position where they're still in control of the series. And what you want at the beginning of a series is to, if you're the team that doesn't have home court advantage, to be able to be in the exact spot that the Warriors are in. But this whole thing hits and feels a hell of a lot different now uh, with the with the Warriors seemingly for a second consecutive series getting worse as the series goes on. That That's, I think, a little bit of a reason for alarm. Uh, in addition to the, the Otto Porter injury. And the Warriors came out f- flying against Denver, played a really good game three, eked out a win uh, in inside ball arena there. And then progressively, game four didn't play that well. Game five didn't play well, uh, but gr- you know, ground out a win. This series, game one, uh, they come out, play a, a solid game in game one. They win on the Clay Thompson three late. And then ugly in game two. They do bounce back in game three, but game four, uh, the Grizzlies in that inspired defensive effort without John Morant. You wonder at the end of that one, did the Warriors, the Grizzlies figure something out a little bit? No, no, one game, Warriors didn't make shots. Well, now makes you wonder uh, in a do or die situation for the Grizz, did, did maybe Memphis figure some things out and do the Warriors have to get back to the drawing board and, and, and how do they do it? Uh, as they shift this thing to Friday night. So 888-957-9570. Let's get to the phones. We'll start with Dave and Alameda on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Dave? Hey, great show, J.D. You know, I guess today that would be a 39-burger. Uh, as, as Clay would say, it's not a pool party. Kind of like the pee pool, unfortunately. Curry, you know, I mean, he. it's never good when Clay is leading us in scoring after the first quarter. He had 12 turnovers after the first quarter. That was brutal. I think we need to be lacking our, our depth when Curry goes on the bench. There's a certain guard that got away from us. I won't bring his name up, but we, All right. we don't have him. But what are we going to do? I mean, we got to hit our free throws. Turnovers were too high. Uh, go Warriors. And it seems like we're going to probably face the Mavericks. Have yeah, I don't know about that. They're down 3-2. to two. Uh, Dave, but uh, I appreciate the call. Uh, appreciate the call there. Look, Jordan Poole was terrible tonight. I mean, you, you talk about who's going to step up when Steph Curry's on the floor. thought it was odd that Steph Curry didn't take a shot for the first, what, five minutes and 14 shots. Jotted that down. Uh, just kind of letting everybody else get into the flow. And then Steph got rolling a, a little bit. Once he did finally take a three, knock down a couple of threes, and you thought, okay, maybe this is going to be one of those nights where Steph is going to have to, to just keep him in it and have an opportunity to steal uh, the game down the stretch. And I think you know this is the first time in this series where the Warriors found themselves not playing well and the Grizzlies punishing them for it. I, I think one consistent theme, and I mentioned this when I was on with Damon and, and Ratto before the game on Warriors Live, if there has been a theme to this series, it's been when the Warriors haven't played well that the Grizzlies have not, you know, yeah, they'll get up eight, they'll get up 12, 
They'll get it, but but the Warriors are always hanging around, and it feels like the Warriors are in better position than maybe they should be for how they're playing. And in part, that's you know, the Grizzlies haven't exactly played great in in a lot of these games, in particular offensively themselves, and have had some careless errors and and some momentum changing plays and the like. But tonight was the first time where the Warriors' poor play turned into a massive deficit. You know, it actually got to to seventeen eighteen there in the, in the middle of the second quarter. How would the Warriors respond to that? Well, they responded by being down 27 at the half. So bad look there, and really the first time that the Warriors weren't almost in a better position than they should be for the turnovers, for getting hit uh, on the boards, which hadn't been as much of a problem in this series, for some of the bad shots and, and poor defense. But, yeah, Jordan Poole, Jordan Poole, not good. Not good at all uh, in, in this one tonight. All right, let's keep it moving with Charlie up next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Charlie. Hey, hey, JD, what's going on, man? Um, uh, well, I'm not going to reiterate everything everyone's been saying, but third game in a row, Kaminga starts. He hasn't added anything in the starting lineup. I don't know why they keep putting him out there unless it's for his athletic ability. I would have liked to have seen Otto Porter. I called you the last time. I would like to maybe see Porter or a veteran in there. Um, I agree. Poole looks complete. I mean, it's he uh, dribbling in the traffic and just not knowing, just fumbling and bumbling the ball. I don't, I don't understand that. Um, you were right on about from last game and tonight's game. There's a pattern that, that have have Memphis figured something out. I thought they would lose tonight, the Warriors. I thought it'd be going back to Game Six, but the way they lost tonight, um, uh, Curry needs to be more assertive early in the game, not taking a shot in the first five to seven minutes is just ridiculous. He, he, he needs to assert himself. I'm, I'm, listen, I'm a half glass half empty type of guy, so I am worried about Friday night because you know Memphis might have figured something out with this team. Um, a question, and I'll listen off, off, off the phone. Um, do you think the lack of curbing on the sideline has affected them? I know they're a veteran team, but you you think her not coaching the last couple of games has affected the way they played? And um, I'll keep listening, and I'll uh, have a good night. Yeah, no, appreciate the call. 888-957-9570. Uh, Charlie, thanks for thanks for calling. I think it's absolutely been a been a factor. Uh, and and look, I mean, you know, Mike Brown admitted today that he hadn't been as much involved in the Warriors' offense as he had been in past years because Steve Kerr before this year had essentially made him the defensive coordinator. And so he would spend a lot of his time breaking down film as it pertained to, to the defensive side of the ball and been less involved in the offense and, and less involved in the, in the overall back and forth. Um, I, I do, I, I'm with you on Kaminga. I, I would not have started Jonathan Kaminga tonight. Uh, I, I, that was a surprise to me, but the Warriors have tended to, if they win the game a certain way, even if it's not pretty, they roll that next lineup out there until they lose a game. That's just historically how they've done it. I thought even Kevon Looney could have started the game to bang around a little bit with, with Steven Adams at, at the start. Uh, but that was a stunner for me, and, and I don't think we're going to see Jonathan Kaminga, who was on, on pace to probably not play at all had this thing not turned into a blowout. Uh, I, I I don't think we're going to see him in the starting lineup on, on Friday night in San Francisco. The question, though, becomes where do the Warriors go if Otto Porter Jr. can't go? And, and again, we're 
probably a little premature on that, but Porter leaving the game with the right foot soreness, he would be the, the logical, natural fit to insert into the starting lineup and you play him and Draymond at the at the forwards with, with Wiggins and, and Clay and, and Steph, and then you have Poole coming off the bench and you figure out how you're gonna piece it together as far as as far as the bench goes. But but the Warriors are already down two rotation players. I mean that's just flat out down down Igadala and we'll see what happens with Igadala. His reevaluation date is, is tomorrow. I saw him downstairs here at, at FedEx Forum riding the bike. Uh, earlier uh, p- before the game you know who knows getting the cardio in who knows how much that uh, impacts the neck although I do think the neck is one of those things if you're doing any kind of physical exertion and your neck's in in pain your neck is probably going to be in pain so it didn't look like he was any uh, in any pain when he was riding the the exercise bike downstairs before the game again trying to get a, a cardio in so we'll see I know Steve Kerr had hinted maybe he could be back for game three and then that was quickly put to bed and and it was, you know, he was ruled out for three, four, and tonight's game five. So we'll see what happens as as far as that goes. Uh, but the Warriors are in, they're in bigger, they're in bigger trouble if they don't have Otto Porter Jr. because that's another playable player that that's taken away uh, in what now becomes the the biggest game uh, of the Warriors season and and a game that that really, you know, it's not a must win, but I'm just gonna put it out, it, like game game six a must win. I mean, the the atmosphere in this building was. Off the charts, and they were. It was a hungry fan base. And it was a hungry Grizzlies team that did not want to go home. And I know you know Warrior fans spent a, a good good chunk of the day kind of mocking the you know the the rally towel and 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 mocking the fact that the Grizzlies you know were, weren't weren't going to run from the smoke. You know what weren't going to duck the smoke, and and they didn't. They backed it up flat out. And so, you know, with with the way and look, the Warriors love playing in, in buildings like this in the atmosphere. But I'm telling you, they're they're headed for a cauldron if they have to come back and play in this building on Monday night, already having at that point lost a three one lead in the series with things seemingly progressively getting worse for them. So deep breath all in on Friday night. But that is a massive, massive game. And the first uh, the first real, I think, pressure-packed game of the postseason for the Warriors, and, and what would that be? The 11th game. Something to lose, something on the line, some stakes there uh, on the line. Uh, 888-957-9570. Let's keep it moving with Bob in the city on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Bob. Hi. What's going on, Bob? Can you hear me? Loud and oh, clear, Bob. What's yeah. on your mind? First, I want to say I'm not a Memphis fan. So I don't, I don't want people to think I'm saying this is a Memphis fan because I'm not. But I'm not surprised at all by tonight. <clears throat> I think Monday the Warriors were lucky to win. I think the Warriors were outplayed 80% of that game on Monday, except for this fact. Memphis did everything they could to give away any potential big lead. Memphis should have had a lead of 10 to 15 points at some point. I agree with you. But they've made too many mistakes to get that kind of lead. What Memphis did wrong was allow the Warriors to hang around until the last of the fourth quarter. The Warriors could get, you could, you know, could get a win, and the Warriors were just flat-out lucky Monday night. And I think I wouldn't be surprised if Memphis wins this series. I think Memphis is more athletic. 
I think they're a little faster. I think Clay Thompson is not the player he was two years ago. And I personally think that Memphis, I, I think Memphis has a very good chance. I'm not saying they're going to win it like a guarantee lock, but I think they have a very good chance. And I think a Warrior, a fan, gets delusional. They think their team is going to win unconditional love regardless of what. Well, I'm not a fan. But what I do see is reality. And the reality is Memphis should have won Monday night. They would have if they had extended to lean and throw the ball away like they did and allowed the, the Warriors to hang in until the end. But it doesn't surprise me at all. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. 888-957-9570 from Bob. We go to Robin on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Robin. Hey, J.D. So to the last caller, they should have won, but they didn't. So that's the yeah. end result. Um, but, Correct. Okay, so based off the results, <laughs> yes. they didn't. So let, moving forward, what bothers me about the Warriors, and I have said this over and over, is the one thing about the Warriors is their, incons- their consistency to be inconsistent. That has always bothered me, among other things. And sometimes, J.D., another team just comes right out and punch you in the damn mouth. The Warriors did it those last five years. It happened to them tonight. And remember I said to you the other day, the other time I talked to you, it bothers me that the Warriors, their inability to come out and punch teams in the mouth, they just don't have it. I think that the length is bothering them, and everybody gets Steph Curry a pass. Well, he took lousy shots tonight, too, and he wasn't good either. And sometimes you just get punched in the damn mouth, J.D. Talk to you later, yeah, sweetheart. No question, Robin. I, uh, that great phone call. I mean, you're, you're spot on. I mean, it, it was embarrassing, but the Grizzlies came out like a desperate team with their season on the line at home in a series where they probably believe it should have at a minimum been tied. <laughs> and hell, they probably think on their side they should be up 3-1 going into tonight. All right, let's not get carried away. But, yeah, they the desperate team quite often has the advantage game to game in a playoff series, and the Grizzlies were by far the, the more desperate team, and Curry was letting the game come to him and, and you know, not really looking for a shot, 14 other shots before he took number one on the night, and, and things got awry in terms of the, the turnovers, and it snowballed on them. And, and often we've seen the Warriors not let games like that completely snowball on them, but tonight it snowballed on them. And so you have to accept it. You have to own it. You have to be humbled by it, I think, a little bit. And then you focus your energies toward the next game and and try and bounce back. I mean, look, the series wasn't over when the Grizzlies got beat by 30 at Chase Center and the Warriors thumped them and and scored 142 points. And the series wasn't over then. And the series isn't over now the other way. Uh, you know, it work, works both ways here. 888-957-9570. Ricky is next here on 95.7 The Game. Hey, Ricky. Glad talking to you again. Called a couple of yeah. nights ago um, when they won. Now I'm going to call you again when they lose, man. Um, I'm a Warriors fan. I'm a Clay Thompson fan. You know, I told you two nights ago, big Clay Thompson. I'm just actually very disappointed um, in, on the Warriors. I mean, this is what I've been seeing, to be quite honest with you, since, you know, I don't know, three, four months since Clay Thompson's coming back. I mean, all the games I always see, 
the shooting guards, the guards in general of the Warriors don't like to box out. And they're a small team, so, you know, the opposite team always grabs that rebound and gets those, you know, second-chance putbacks. I'm also noticing that the Grizzlies are more physical than the Warriors. They're pushing around Jordan Poole. They're pushing Clay Thompson around, to be quite honest with you. And, yep. you know, it's, you know they know that they're the more physical and grittier team. Um, and they, they, you're showing them. They're, they're trying to break their will, you know what I mean, of the Warriors. Um, I'm worried because of that because, you know, obviously we know the Warriors don't have size. They don't have, like, a dominant big man, you know, in the middle can just, you know, do the same thing. So if they do get past this round and that's a, a big if, I'm, like I told you, you guys better pray for the Dallas Mavericks the next round because I don't, I don't see them beating the Suns, to be quite honest. Man. And, you know, I, I'm praying and I'm hoping Clay comes back, but that's just a lot to ask from somebody, from a player like Clay Thompson, man. You know, you tear your Achilles, you tear your ACL, you know, back-to-back in big-time injuries. You know, I always thought from 2016 to 2019, Clay Thompson was your best player in the Warriors, right? I mean, what he was asked to do is limited shots, giving you 20 points, you know, playing both ways, guarding the best shooting guard in the opposite team. I thought he was your best player, but now he's a shell of himself. And that's just the reality. All right, guys. Good night. Thank you for your time, man. Appreciate it, Ricky. 888-957-9570. Phone lines open. John Dickinson here inside FedEx Forum in Memphis where the Grizzlies thumped the Warriors tonight 134-95. to and, and let's just be honest, it wasn't even that close. I mean, the 39-point margin of victory. Grizzlies led by as many as 55 late in the third quarter. You want to see some ugly numbers? Look at the plus-minus numbers in this game for the, for the Warriors. Clay Thompson was a minus 45 Minus four. Steph. When do you ever see Steph Curry minus thirty-seven? Draymond Green minus thirty-two. Jordan Poole minus thirty-four. I mean, just unbelievable numbers. And you go up and down. I mean, it was the it was basically the starters versus uh, the, the the starters in this one. Uh, as far as the the ugliness went for the Warriors and 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 the greatness for for the the Grizzlies. Desmond Bain plus forty-six. I mean, just Jaron Jackson Jr. plus 42 uh, in this one. Tyus Jones plus 39. Dylan Brooks plus 38. Brandon Clark off the bench plus 20. Just some gaudy, gaudy numbers both ways uh, in in a game like this. Let's get Manuel in Dublin in here before we pause at the top of the hour. Manuel, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, John, I hope this doesn't affect the, the long term of this other run for a championship is I think this is this can uh, to get be down by 52 at one point. I'm so disappointed. Um, I mean, our, our, you know, it's easy to, to build our guys up and tear them down. I'm not going to tear them down too much. I mean, I'm just disappointed on being not being ready, um, not not giving effort. You can even see the, when they were down, they weren't really playing. I don't know. I just I'm shocked to to be down by this a championship pedigree team like this to be down by 52. At one point, I'm, I just can't believe it. Um, I hope this doesn't linger on. We don't want to go. I don't care what anybody says. They play that song in the background, whoop that trick, and they was whooping us last oh, yeah. night, man. I hope, we don't go, I hope we don't go back to game seven. But, John, I always enjoy your shows. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate it, Manuel. Look, I'm not shocked that the Warriors lost tonight. I'm really not. I, you know, I, I think I gave the Grizzlies more of a shot to win the game tonight outright than a lot of people did. I thought it was a little curious, a lot of the chatter. that I mean, and look, I – Granted, I think a lot of people in the Bay Area haven't really watched the Grizzlies all that closely, and and the season that they've had, uh, and and the fight that they that they play like that they play with even without John Morant, 
Uh, and so it, it doesn't surprise me that, that the Grizzlies put a, a, a good ball game together. Yeah, I'm surprised the Warriors are down 55 in the third quarter and, and look like they've just got no answer for, for the onslaught uh, of, of what you know, what's going on here in, in this game tonight. Just, just no answer. They couldn't hold their mud. They couldn't hang in there. Uh, so, yeah, as far as the long-term impact, I'm not, I'm not sure. I mean, the, 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 the fact that they've got to play another game on Friday with one day in between and traveling two-thirds of the way you know, across the country, that, that, that's, you know, that can have an impact not only on game six, but let's say you win that and Phoenix wins tomorrow night and then you get a couple of days and then you're off and running in the grinder again playing in Phoenix on Monday night in the conference finals. Like I'm, I'm a little reluctant to start talking about the conference finals and the finals tonight when this series is not yet done. But should the Warriors get through this series Friday? Yes, playing an extra game and and it all has ramifications. And look, that was the biggest question, at least for me coming into the postseason. It wasn't could the Warriors win a series or win two series or beat Phoenix or beat the Grizzlies or any of that. All of that's on the table. Of course the Warriors can beat all those teams. It's can they can they win four series? Can you beat Denver and the Grizzlies? Grizzlies going to take a little piece of you if you do beat them, right? Pound of flesh. Then you go to pl- and you play Phoenix, you know, What's is what's left not good enough to beat Phoenix? If if Phoenix takes a pound of flesh and you win that series, what do you got left for Milwaukee or Boston in a potential final? Like that's that's the question, you know, the, the, as far as the the big picture of it. So yeah, every game you have to play is another high stakes thirty thirty five minutes for an aging core. We talk about the young players a lot. The the Warriors core is getting up there, <laughs> flat out. Uh, and you know the most important players on the Warriors are Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and and Draymond Green. By the way, before we pause here, uh, Jared Greenberg of Turner of TNT. I, we were talking about Andre Iguodala. Uh, he was reporting that Iguodala's out no matter what for the game on on Friday, Game Six, and uh, Greenberg. I guess this was on the broadcast. He also tweeted, regardless of how Andre Iguodala's evaluation goes, he will not be available Friday. Uh, and obviously that injury now more concerning with Porter already out and Gary Payton the second out as well. So we'll pause here. We'll come back. We'll hear from Mike Brown. We'll hear from Draymond Green. We'll hear from Steph Curry. 888-957-9570. Phone lines open. Grizzlies beat the Warriors 134-95. to And you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Curry bounced past Draymond who dropped it and gave it right to Melton. Melton ahead to Tyus Jones. Takes a three in transition. Switch. That is a backbreaker there. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson back inside FedEx Forum in Memphis. All Grizzlies tonight. 134-95 is the final as the Grizz led by as many as 55. They get a little bit closer in this series. Now 3-2 Warriors as we head back to San Francisco and the Bay Area for Game 6 on Friday night. By the way, uh, Game 6 is going to be a 7 o'clock tip-off. I know that had been to be determined. The league actually came out and announced it once there was for sure going to be a Game uh, 6 in the Milwaukee-Boston series, that if there were two games that night, which there are two games that night, then the Warriors and the Grizzlies would be at 7 o'clock. So 7 o'clock for... Game six in San Francisco on on Saturday or on Friday night, rather Friday night, two nights from tonight, and then Game seven, if necessary, on Monday would be back in this building, and that's uh, an earlier start. Uh, but uh, look, Warriors are hoping that that doesn't uh, come to fruition at this point. But seven o'clock, if you're holding a, a ticket uh, for that one, that uh, may say time to be determined. Uh, for the Warriors and the Grizzlies, eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Just kind of getting into what you know, what matters and what doesn't off of off of the blowout loss. Warriors essentially terrible from the start. The turnovers a problem. Uh, you look at at points in the paint. Uh, the Grizzlies fifty to thirty six rebounding advantage fifty five to thirty seven. The Warriors did not hit the Grizzlies on the offensive glass the way that the Warriors have at, at different points uh, in, in this series. Warriors with four offensive rebounds for the game. Four offensive rebounds for the game. You go back through some of the other games in this series, you know, 10 in game four, uh, w- which which was you know, 10 in game four. Uh, they blew them out in, in game three, so that's irrelevant. Uh, but the Warriors with 14 in game two and 16 in game one. So as much as, as the Grizzlies will hit you on the offensive glass themselves, really an area where the Warriors had, had made a lot of hay and, and made up for other deficiencies in this series were, were the ability to get their own offensive rebounds and, and make the Grizzlies pay in terms of, of second chance points. The Warriors had five second chance points for the game tonight. It was 24-5 in terms of, of second chance points. And, and I, think, I think Steven Adams flat out has has made an impact in, in these last couple of games clogging the paint, getting on the boards, and I think making it more difficult for the Warriors to beat the Grizzlies to the spot and, and get some second-chance opportunities. So I know there was a big debate when he was on the, the health and safety protocols and, and 
wasn't going to play? How long would he play? Uh, what, you know, could, at what point would he play? Would Taylor Jenkins even play him? Uh, and and I think you know he played well in the the blowout and you know, limited minutes, mop up duty there. And so they decided with John Morant out for Game Four to give him the start, and he's been a factor. And we've seen the Warriors kind of run him off the floor by making him defend a little bit on the perimeter, but that hasn't been the case to this point. Uh, so, yeah, you look at, at the Warriors, kind of a whirlwind couple of days with, with Mike Brown having to take over and Steve Kerr obviously not even in the building here tonight. Uh, the Warriors wanting all the smoke, <laughs> the, the Grizzlies uh, refusing to go down, uh, and now it all adds up to a pretty pressure-packed Friday night in, inside Chase Center for the Warriors and the Grizzlies. Let's get uh, Jose and Oakland on the phone lines before we hear from Mike Brown. And then I got another number that might be a little bit more alarming as far as what really matters and the trends uh, of this series through five games. Jose, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, fellas, how you guys doing? Doing well, man, doing well. All right, man, I'm bummed up about the game tonight. But, you know, the only thing I'm looking for is Game six play, man. Hopefully we get we get to see game six play. Good old old faithful game six play, man. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's gotta be better than a minus forty five. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that. So I was I saw this note and I appreciate there, there was a texter that, that pointed this out. Uh, on the Xfinity Mobile text line and so hat tip there and then I did some digging on it and so this this was a tweet from at Grizz Analytics through five games of the series, so so 240 minutes, five games of the series, the Grizzlies have led 182 minutes while the Warriors have led for 58 minutes. Now, look, you you got to win the big moments down the stretch, and the Warriors have done that in, in two of their three victories in this series. But I, I do think an alarming potential trend as this thing goes on, is the fact that the Grizzlies seemingly, even without John Morant, are playing better these last couple of games and trending upward, and, and the Warriors are, are trending downward, almost as if Memphis has, has maybe found something defensively to where they feel like they can they can wreak some havoc. They've cleaned up progressively the, the issues that we were just talking about as far as the Warriors hitting them on the offensive glass and getting some some, some really, I think, demoralizing, deflating extra possessions and, and extra buckets. I think the Grizzlies in the first couple of games of this series would, would get a stop, and then the Warriors would get the rebound, and then they'd have to get another stop. They've cleaned that up in these last couple of games. And, and really, you know, I'm not a believer that, that things necessarily, you know, if the Warriors had lost on Monday night, I think tonight would have been a completely different ball game. But the Warriors are in – they're pretty fortunate that they found a way to grind out that game on Monday night. Because could you imagine uh, the position that the Warriors would be in if they had not won that game? But tonight's performance illustrates the fact that now we can't go back and look at Monday and just write it off as, oh, the Warriors didn't play well, Grizzlies you know, kind of ground the game down, and, and they didn't make shots. They're just going to make shots. They're just going to play better. They're the Warriors. They'll, they'll figure it out. The Grizzlies have some say in this, and I think they they really, for the first time in the series, shouted it loudly that, that they have some say in, in, in how this thing is going to play out if they play an A kind of a game. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from the head coach of the Warriors, Mike Brown, here as uh, Mike Brown filling in for Steve Kerr, uh, the uh, associate head coach 
uh, and going to be soon Sacramento Kings head coach. Mike Brown addressed the media following this one. What went right? What went wrong? He was also asked about Otto Porter's injury. Uh, here's Mike Brown. How do you guys better limit the turnovers? Seemed like a, especially the live ball one, seemed like a major problem. That's something that we've, we've been talking about our whole playoffs. Now, so not just tonight and even not just this series. Uh, we just have to be more conscious of taking care of the ball. We have to understand that their length and their athleticism is an advantage that they have, their quickness. And uh, we have to have to settle down uh, on the offensive end of the floor to try to limit them because, you know, when, when you have turnovers like we did tonight, especially early on, it kind of snowballs. And uh, it gets them out in transition, gives them confidence, and it kind of deflates us a little bit as the game goes along. What just kind of was your message for the team after that game? It's one game. I can't remember what game, game three, we won 140-something or whatever. And uh, we know they're a good team. They got their backs against the wall. They're going to come out and fight and scrap. And uh, we know we can play better. Our guys know exactly what they did uh, out there. And they know what they can do to be better the next time we step out on the floor. But it's one game. Don't get discouraged. Don't get down. We're going to go back in front of our uh, our home fans and see if we can get this done. What is that? I mean, it was a 55-point deficit. What is the – are there any possible ramifications from, from losing like that, even though it is one game? The, you know, maybe the hope the other team gets, or is it worse because of it was in that fashion, I guess? Uh, in my opinion, not at this point in the year. I think everybody understands what's at stake. And so whether you lose by, you know, 25 or you lose by 50 it's it's at the end of the day it's one game and we all have to feel that and understand it and hopefully we can channel some of that energy into this next game auto porter missed the second half with right foot soreness i believe it was Uh, was that precautionary because of the score or is there concern he might you know miss game six i'm I'm not sure i just know that i was told that he was out i don't have to check double r on that you you did go with the elite, so I guess just what what went into that decision? They they hammered us on the boards, and that was one of the things that we felt we've done a pretty good job of uh, during this series so far. We knew they were they're bigger than us. We knew they were uh, they have a lot of at long athletes, and we knew that they attacked the glass at a high rate. And so I just wanted to throw Belly out there to see if uh, you know his size can limit some of their offensive rebounding while still spacing the floor a little bit. You alluded to what I was just going to ask, which is the rebounding. You, as you said, have been really holding your own in yeah. that area so far. So what changed? And it was just them being more physical or was it something else, especially on the offensive boards? Yeah, part of it was their physicality. I thought they were extremely physical tonight. And then part of it, too, I mean, we, we've had an alertness or an, an awareness when it came to hitting bodies and boxing people out early. And uh, we didn't have that tonight. There were too many times throughout the course of the game that their bigs or even their wings just kind of ran by us and we turned and look and, you know, they're jumping over us at the rim and coming up with the, the rebound. So we have to do a better job of, of going and seeking a body and boxing them out early and uh, hope that one of our uh, teammates gets the rebound. You talked about, you know, your message to the team was that this is just one game. Right. Um, but at some point, you know, being down 55 and the way that the game was going, it had to have been demoralizing in this kind of atmosphere with the fans cheering for Memphis and everything. How do you guys flush this win down and move, bounce back from it? Yeah, it is. You just kind of like when you're in the bathroom, you just kind of grab the switch and push it down and it just goes right down the toilet. And 
it's kind of how we're going to do this one. You know, obviously we're going to watch the film and try to learn and grow from it. But at the end of the day, like I said, our guys, <clears throat> they understood what happened out there. So there's no need to overreact. You know, we'll come out, we'll play better Friday uh, in front of our home uh, crowd and see if we can get this win to close out. We know that they're, they're a desperate team. Their back's against the wall. And uh, we have to uh, meet their, uh, their energy in that regard. Offensively, for your offense, what is their two bigs in the paint lineup? Like, what kind of problems do they present for you on offense? A lot of problems. You know, we're not getting to the, the rim as cleanly as we have in the past, you know, with Steven Adams down there. And then, you know, they're long too. So not only are we having, you know, problems at times finishing, uh, but if we go too, too deep with our penetration, their length and their activity, they, they're getting a lot of deflections. Uh, and so, you know, we have to get off the ball sooner uh, on our penetration. We have to cut sometimes and we have to relocate. You know, we can't just stand and wait for the ball because they're very good at helping and then getting back out the passing lane. So if we relocate, uh, we'll get some good looks uh, once we do that. All right, so Mike Brown there taking an L for the first time uh, in his uh, Warriors tenure when he's subbed for Steve Kerr. Kerr, of course, out due to the health and safety protocols. So the Warriors now 12-1 and all-time in games coached by Brown uh, in Steve Kerr's absence. Uh, the first loss, obviously, he had the, the run back in 2017 when the Warriors uh, went all the way to the NBA Finals, and Coach Kerr was able to come back in Game 2 of, of that series after missing time. Really, the, it dated all the way back to the first round against Portland there. So the first time with Mike Brown subbing in for Steve Kerr that the Warriors take a loss uh, in the time that Brown has been uh, with the Warriors. Let's A uh, couple of things from, from what Mike Brown had to say, and I, th- I think the most pertinent point is just the, the fact that the, the Warriors do have to try to settle down and just play a little bit calmer offensively. I know, you know the, the turnovers, I think, uh, have, have just been a major issue throughout the entirety of the, of the series, but some of the bad shots and, and there have just been moments where just run the offense. I think you know, the Grizzlies have tried to to get the Warriors into the paint a lot, and they've almost overdriven at times to where they're trying to make the perfect play. I, I, you know, the simple play, I, I think, and, and, and just playing calmer and making a more concerted effort to not turn it over, I think would, would impact things in a in a just a multifaceted way. Uh, as far as you know, only being one game, I mean, is there some kind of psychological deal with the you know, being down by fifty five? I'm not sure. I, I mean, I'm not sure. If anything, though, it tells you it tells the Grizzlies that they're capable of of really putting it on you in a way that they hadn't shown that they were capable of doing to any point in this series. It kind of goes back to the point that I was making a little bit earlier where there have been times where the Grizzlies have played well in this series and there have been times when the Warriors haven't, but the Grizzlies had never really never really made them pay to a point where where it, it, it turned a game ugly on, on the Warriors in terms of the, the margin. Well, tonight was the first time where the Grizzlies found a template for things they wanted to do and it impacted the margin to a great degree and then you know the last point is Adams and Adams and Jackson playing together and I think that's definitely impacted the Warriors ability to to score in the paint and to just be comfortable once the the guards or even the wings are are driving in there and trying to attack which had been an area in the first three games of the series where the Warriors were were outstanding 
and it just hasn't been the case. So how do you adjust to that? I think I think the patience and the ball movement and getting back to playing higher IQ basketball uh, are, are probably the most key component in all of that. Jimmy in Walnut Creek is next here at 888-957-9570. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, yeah, three things real quick, and then I'll take the answers off the phone. One is um, the boxing out like he addressed, but that's, that's basketball one-on-one. And the other one is not only boxing out, let them go over your back and get fouls. The other one is on the free throws, we end up getting pushed underneath the basket. So if they do miss it, they're right there. It happened the whole game, like they got one. The other one is the last point, um, every other day playing. You think that's wearing on us? Because the first series, we got a few extra days during games. And every other day, I think, you know, they got their young kids and we're older. What do you think? 100%. I, I 100% I think that that's playing a, a, a factor in, in this series as it's gone on. And it was something that I pointed out before the series even started with the layout of the schedule and the Warriors having the rest going. I mean, you just, just run through it. The Warriors had, what, three days of rest before game one of this series, and they score 117 points. They shoot 48%. They knock down 14 threes, and, and they wind up eking out a, a win in game one on that Sunday afternoon in this building. You, you forward to game two, one day off, and then you play, and the Warriors shoot 42%. They make seven threes. Then you get three days off. You bounce back. You hit 17 threes. You score 142 points, which is the second most you've ever scored in franchise history in a playoff game. So at that point... I mean, you look at it, and that's with the three days off again. Then you got to play every other, and it gets ugly again on Monday night with the nine three-pointers. Now you go every other with travel to play the game tonight, and it's 134-95, to 95, and you find yourself down by as many as, as 55 points in, in this game. So, And now you got every other again with travel uh, and, as you head back home. So you get the benefit of being back home. But, yes, I think it absolutely – is playing a role in this. The Grizzlies are younger and fresher and more energetic, and the Warriors have to use the championship DNA that they have and the high basketball IQ that is spoken of so frequently to their advantage and play a little calmer. I think no question in my mind, though, and it was something I talked about a couple of times earlier today on 95-7 the game, when I was on with Steiny and Guru, and when I was on with Damon and Ratto, and I made the point before the series that every other thing doesn't work. And look, the next round, if the Warriors do advance, it's it's going to be every other with the potential of maybe one little break uh, if if they wind up starting on Monday. And that toll, that that toll, the attrition of, of that series was one of the the primary concerns frankly not that the Warriors couldn't make the run and win the championship but but that would be something significant that they would have to have to overcome all right uh, let's go ahead and get our shot of the game out of the way which is presented by the county of Santa Clara Jones down the near side left hand dribble guarded by Bielitsa comes middle throws over the top there's Brooks a deep three left wing nailed it Golden State is down 39 points right now yeah, and that wasn't even the worst of it. As uh, 39 en route to 55, and it wound up 39 at 134 to 95. So Tim Roy on the call there. Our shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org, or you can call 
Let's go ahead and pause here, and then we'll go ahead and come back. We'll hear from Draymond Green. We'll hear from Clay Thompson. We'll hear from Steph Curry, uh, and we'll call it a night on that note as the Warriors. They get blasted in Memphis, all Grizzlies. They win at 134-95. to 95. You heard it right here. And I- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Spins out to Melton, he catches, he fires, that's up, that's good, another three. And the Grizzlies with a burst here, 8-0-1, and they lead 37-28. This was a one-point game a moment ago. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. All right, final segment, John Dickinson inside FedEx Forum, where the Warriors hope they will not be playing another game until the 2022-23 season as the Grizzlies... uh, Put it to the Warriors tonight. Final score of 134 to 95. Still uh, time to sneak in a couple of calls at 888-957-9570. But uh, first, let's go ahead and hear from Draymond Green uh, downstairs here in the press conference room in Memphis. As uh, Draymond asked uh, about a lot of different things. Uh, Short and sweet tonight from Draymond. Uh, We'll get his take on what we saw on the big board here. Uh, which was Draymond dancing to 
dancing to whoop that trick as uh, the Grizzlies were thumping them and the uh, in, in-house hype man giving it to Steph Curry a little bit. Uh, here's what Draymond uh, had to say about all of that and the Warriors getting blasted in this one. How are you guys better limit the turnovers? That seems to be kind of the biggest factor in that. Uh, I think we're sped up. You know, we got to go away from pressure. I think we're going into pressure. I just think, you know, really all series, we kind of been sped up. Just got to slow down. Draymond, obviously that game got out of hand quickly, but in third quarter, you and fourth quarter, you and Steph obviously were enjoying the crowd when they were playing Whoop That Trick. Kind of what was going through your mind there and just kind of, you just guys think about what Steph said earlier about the mantra you guys wanted to have about Whoop That Trick. They're not going to whoop that trick alone. We're going to whoop that trick together if we're going to whoop that trick. You know, we got to. You know, one thing I don't respect is is people who only who only bring it when they win it. You know, embrace crowds when you win it. We call those front runners. We're not front runners. You know, we got we got our ass kicked. That's all right. It happens. But you don't be front runner when you spew it out. You got you got to be willing to take it and, and not hide from it, not duck from it, not run from it. Embrace it. So. I appreciated the crowd tonight uh, and the energy that they brought to the game. You know, and if they, if they want to whoop that streak, we're going to whoop them together. You guys were down by 55 at one point in the second half. Um, what would just your message to your teammates in a situation like that? Just keep playing, you know. You're down by 55 or down by five, lose by 50, lose by five, you lost. It's one game in the lost column in the series, so we made too much of it. Mike, so that you kind of addressed the team before the game, is there anything that be said to the guys after the game like this, like a loss like that, or is it, hey, it's one game, flush it, let's move on? Oh, you definitely want to flush it, but you also have to learn from it. You know, it's not like flush it, you see this team again in two months. You see this team again in two days. And so you learn from it, and then you flush it. Uh, you make the necessary adjustments, and then you flush it. You know, so I think you, what, you, what you flush is the end result. You know, you move on from that. But, but you do, you know, we do have to learn from it and, you know, make the adjustments that we need to make. You still have to watch the film and everything, but what what are the lessons you've learned so far? I think we got to take care of the ball and got to rebound. You know, those are two keys in this series, and we did both of them horribly tonight. And those are the two things that the Warriors were doing really well in, in the first three games of this series and a big reason why they were able to jump out to the, the 2-1 lead and eventually the 3-1 lead uh, because of some key plays that they made in the game on, on Monday night. Uh, but all Grizzlies tonight, and, and you know that, that is really the, the, the love and the hate for Draymond, like, like, how can you? There's a lot of things he does that I know gets under under fan skin, gets under the the opposition's fan skin, but but to see Draymond come to the podium and just say, "All right, when you spew it, you got to be willing to take it and not hide from it," and and so he's just embracing it, Embra- embracing uh, a crowd that he said he appreciated, uh, and and the energy they brought, and look. You just you take it, you own it, and and that's the one thing you know for 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 the Warriors and and as many teams as as they've put down, and you know, over the years when the Warriors have gotten beat, they have owned it. I mean, they really have, and they they did in the Toronto series going back a couple of years. Uh, they they did when when the Cavs beat them in 2016. Uh, you know, as, as painful as that was for for Warriors fans to to watch, and as much as you didn't really know because the Warriors had had so much success, how would they handle that? Uh, but but they have, I, I think, maybe to the surprise of some, not, not not necessarily to the surprise of of those that that are around this team on a on a daily or semi daily basis, but I think to the surprise of some, they have 
typically handled themselves uh, in, in that kind of manner. So uh, Draymond, with all of his thoughts on everything going on there, but the, the two key points, the rebounding and the uh, just getting sped up and playing a, a little too quick uh, in this game, a couple of things to, to clean up. And at some point, though, you got to wonder – if you ha- if if it's game five and you're still talking about it, like is it really going to cl- get cleaned up, or are you just going to have to figure out a way to win one more game anyway? Kind of like the Warriors were able to do on on Monday, but uh, I think Draymond's on onto the to the right stuff there. All right, let's uh, from Draymond uh, get a little bit of Clay Thompson. Uh, another short and sweet for Clay as uh, he addressed the media following this one. What would you say was kind of, I guess, the biggest issue uh, in this one? I would say turnovers. We did not have the same juice defensively like we did last game, so necessary adjustments. And I, I just know we'll be much better Friday. It's like, what was that? What was that like out there? You guys don't often lose in a yeah. fashion like that. What was that like? What? Oh, it was awful. It was embarrassing. From the opening tip, I mean, we didn't have great flow, and you know, they were more aggressive than us. Reflecting in the 30 free throws to our 13. And uh, we all had the mindset we were going to close it out tonight, but sometimes basketball is an exact science and we play like a shell of ourselves. So, like I said before, we'll watch film, make necessary adjustments, and you'll see a totally different effort on Friday. Mike Brown has been emphasizing the need to, or just saying the starts of these games have been very frantic, and that's the result of a lot of turnovers. You need to settle down. How do you settle down? Just making the game simple, making them feel us on the defensive side of the ball, getting back to being the aggressor. And I think we'll have a great start Friday. But even if, if it was a bad start, we still didn't we still didn't play like ourselves. And that was very uncharacteristic of us. And just a unfortunate night at the office. I mean, how do you guys move on from a game like this and just hit <laughs> the past and rebound for game six on Friday? You know, it doesn't feel good losing by as much as we did, but in the day, it's just a loss, and you flush it from your mental, and you remind yourselves who you are, and you go in and play 100% effort on Friday, and I like our chances. All right, so Clay Thompson there uh, didn't have the same juice defensively. I think you have to wonder, even with the Warriors' focus being trying to end this thing tonight, uh, not having the same juice defensively, I wonder if some part of that is – a third game now on the every other uh, as far as you play Saturday, day off, play Monday, day off, play play tonight with travel. Hard to come up with that, that same juice on the road when everything's against you defensively. Uh, but, yeah, no, no flow and another awful start. I mean, uh, even, even in the Denver series, uh, you remember the quote from Michael Malone, we own the first quarter in this series, and they didn't really own it in terms of getting out to big leads, but they but they owned it in, in having leads at, at, at the end of, I think, four of the five games in that series in the first quarter uh, and, and kind of hanging around before the Warriors would, would put the, their runs together in a couple of those games late in the second quarter and then and then ending them effectively in, in the third quarters. Uh, but, yeah, the Warriors just cannot seem to get off to a start that, that makes it an uphill climb for the opposition. And I, and I think that's where the Warriors really have their best chance to, to maybe end this thing is if they could actually get off to a big lead in, in a game where the Grizzlies aren't, don't have their best player 
and and they themselves have struggled to score uh, in, for longer stretches in this series. So I think that's that's something that's been that's been problematic uh, as well. And, and they've talked about it and how they want to fix it, uh, but it it's just it, it's a situation where they they haven't been able. Uh, to 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 fix it and address it and and be able to get off to to some better starts. All right, before we call it a night, let's uh, let's go ahead and hear from Steph Curry, who also addressed uh, everything that was going on in the building tonight. And uh, you know, this thing was kind of set up with what he told Kendra Andrews of of ESPN after shoot around as he was walking off the floor, and she asked him what the game plan is, and uh, the game plan uh, was quote. Whoop that trick. Uh, he addressed that and, and the Warriors' loss uh, and the smile on his face as uh, the crowd and the uh, hype man inside FedEx Forum were giving it to Steph with the Warriors down big. Steph, what, what would you say was the most uh, disappointing part about that performance? Everything. They obviously came out with a sense of urgency and our game plan in terms of how we know we can beat this team things we focus on we did everything wrong turnovers offensive rebounds fouls and on the road when you give a team that's playing with desperation life like that you don't think you lose about 40 but it's to lose control of the game really quickly that last like three minutes of the first quarter and they went on nine run got their crowd into it they got life and they just they ran away with it from there so understand this series is kind of interesting it's with, with Ja out there, there's a certain game plan that you have to approach a game with. When he's out, they're obviously a very complete team that had an amazing record in the regular season. And you have to respect that and understand that it's a different approach. And we felt that tonight, and now we got to do something about it on Friday. What do you think is leading to all the turnovers? Mike talks about just playing frantic and needing to slow down. It's that. It's understanding that they're very athletic and they're a very athletic team. They have a lot of length. We just got to be more mindful of where we're going on the floor and not take risks because we can still get great shots. We showed that in the first quarter for 10 minutes, and then uh, all hell broke loose in terms of, you know, losing the possession game, turnovers and offensive rebounds included in that. So slowing down, being more mindful, understanding we can get great shots if uh, we're a little bit more conscious of that and keep saying it. And when we do it right, we win. When we don't, we lose. This is the biggest Warriors playoff loss since 2014. How do you guys bounce back? It's a playoffs. You got to be prepared for anything. Short memory. Still in control of the series. Go home, protect our home court like we've done all playoffs. And it's the same thing you always say. It's not just because you're going home. It's because we have to understand the adjustments we have to make um, in terms of our physicality, protecting the ball, value and possessions. And we'll be in good, good shape. How do you, I guess, individually feel like you, you played this series? Good enough to have three wins. Oh, we're on the brink of closing out game game six. Don't need any other kind of qualitative numbers. Just how can you win? You got to do that on Friday, obviously, um, whatever the game requires. The only thing you probably could, you know, want to be a little bit more efficient in terms of shooting the ball, but not really worried about that kind of outcome either. Fourth quarter, obviously, uh, Crowd's getting excited playing whoop that trick. Your comments earlier about that was your mindset coming into this game. What was your kind of reaction as all that was going on? Draymond's waving his towel as well. It's the best. That's what this whole uh, back and forth is about in terms of home court advantage and, you know, hostile crowds and you embrace all of that. Like it's, it's fun. Even when you're getting smacked, you got to find some fun in it. So obviously it didn't pan out the way we wanted to. 
still in control of the series, but got to understand it's going to be really hard to, you know, close out this team because they're a really good team. And if we need any more reminder of that, we got it today. Steph, obviously we um, apply some of the championship, you know, attributes to this team, but this team is a bit different. Um, did, did, you, did you learn something about this team in this game or would you learn based on how this team responds? How the team responds because apparently we've gotten beat like this before. And even look at, I think somebody said last year, uh, Milwaukee lost by 39 in the playoffs at some point and figured out how to make the necessary adjustments. So I think we've shown we're a resilient team this year. And, you know, we haven't had a situation where for basically 46 minutes of the game, you're just getting demolished. But I feel like we, you know, have the right mindset, the right approach, all the tools we need to, you know, show who we really are in game six. And that's the the test or the challenge or, you know, being able to show who we really are. All right, so Stephen Curry there following this one. And, yeah, the 5-1-0 pointed this out earlier on the Xfinity mobile text line, and, and I think what Steph's getting at, I mean, the Grizzlies are a two-seed for a reason. They are 21-6 and six without John Morant now, including the playoffs for a reason. And I, I don't think the Warriors needed a reminder, uh, but but they definitely got it. And I think you have to appreciate the, the, the perspective uh, on that uh, as far as, as – you know, things can, can snowball quickly and, and go awry. And a game where the Warriors are hanging in, I mean, it was 29-28 late in the third quarter. They give up uh, a 9-0 run to close the quarter. Suddenly they're down 10. They f- fight back in the second quarter, give up another big run, and then it's then it's uh-oh uh, at that point where it's 77-50 to at the break. And the Warriors uh, wind up essentially waving the white flag middle of the second quarter and and setting their sights and if there is any benefit uh, for all this talk about rest and with the 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 conversation as far as uh you know do the Warriors need a little extra time or whatever you know Steph Curry 25 minutes Clay Thompson 25 minutes Draymond Green 22 minutes Andrew Wiggins only played 20 uh, in the game tonight so a little bit of extra rest for the for the Warriors as this thing shifts back to San Francisco and and uh, just point of logistics here the Warriors are staying over uh, in Memphis tonight going to fly back in the morning and you know get back midday tomorrow regroup uh, and get ready for game six on Friday night which will be uh, inside Chase Center so that'll do it for uh, that'll do it for us we'll call it a night on that note uh, as the Warriors find themselves heading home with work to be done on Friday night uh, as the Warriors will take on the Grizzlies in game six. Again, that's a 7 p.m. tip-off on 95-7. The game, Warriors live at 5.30, as that'll be Damon and Ratto, who are going to have that one for you. And I will be uh, handling Warriors wrap-up on Friday night as well from Chase Center. Uh, So keep it locked here on on 95-7, the game. A new new podcast coming out tomorrow. Going to connect with Matt Steinmetz before I get in the air and head back to the Bay. So uh, our Warriors weekly uh, game-to-game podcast uh, for for game number five. Uh, Look for that right around noon tomorrow uh, to drop, as uh, we'll be talking about that. Uh, and then, of course, keep it locked on 95.7 The Game all day long tomorrow. It's going to be a fun couple of days. Uh, concern meter rising uh, off of off tonight, but the Warriors still in control. Go win one home game. 
uh, any way you possibly can, and it's on to the Western Conference Finals for the first time uh, since 2019. So that'll do it for me. Uh, thanks to Sterling Bennett and Craig Valentino and everybody in our San Francisco studios for cutting the highlights, putting the sound together. Uh, excellent, excellent work, uh, one and all. Again, we'll be back on Friday, 5.30 for Warriors Live with Damon and Ratto, and then I'll have Warriors wrap up for you after the ball game from Chase. Uh, Warriors lose tonight to the Grizzlies, 134-95 to in Memphis. They still lead the series three games to two. We'll talk to you Friday from San Francisco right here on 95.7 The Game. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.